Well, that was um, that was tough. That was a rough, ugly loss for Memphis 901 FC. Not entirely unexpected, but I will say that it was actually quite a bit of fun and super cool to be up here and to be cover covering this game in person at a brand new world-class, yes, I said it, world-class soccer-specific stadium. I am your host, Lawrence Dockery. This is another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast, and I am coming to you from the my car in the parking lot at Lynn Family Stadium in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to keep this one fairly short and sweet because I don't want to stay in the parking lot all night here. Um, I, I've been kicking around what I wanted to do as far as uh, getting this post game done because you, the listener, deserve that if I'm going to be up here doing this. Um, so we're just going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I don't. I know I've said that twice already. Uh, I was kicking around the idea whether I wanted to do it up in the press box or here in the car or driving on the way home. I decided doing it while driving would probably be a pretty pretty poor idea, so I decided against that. Also, this is the first time I've been to the stadium, and it's in a part of town that I'm unfamiliar with, so I didn't want to end up lost uh, while talking and having to look for directions all at the same time. So here we are, in, and I didn't, I didn't want to do it at home, because uh, not at home at home, but at uh, the place where I'm staying, there's, uh, it's my aunt's house, there's a lot of other people hanging out and partying and drinking and don't want all kinds of hooting and hollering in the background, so here we are in my car. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LDoc93, you can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod, find us on Facebook as well, that's just Facebook and 901 Soccer and we should pop right up. Um, unfortunately, this episode is not coming to you from the Favor Firm studio because the Favor Firm studio is back in the Mid-South and I am in Louisville. Uh, but uh, if you, any of your bankruptcy-related needs, give the folks at Favor Firm a call. That number is 662-536-1116. I want to remind everybody that uh, all guests appear on the 901 Soccer Podcast via the Adam Technologies hotline. And I don't have that number memorized and it's not right in front of me, so I can't give it to you right now, but there it is. So obviously the news of the week is that Tim Mulqueen was fired as 901FC head coach, not unexpectedly. Actually, you know what? Actually, yes, it was unexpectedly, but we already had a whole show about that on Tuesday. Um, ben Pierman, interim coach for the remainder of the season, four games, two home, two away. The first one of these was up here on the road in Louisville, and 901FC got run out of the building to the tune of 4-1. to one. Now... A lot of folks on Twitter asking me how much of this is on Ben Pierman. What did we do differently? Guys, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This team blows. We've got maybe three or four quality players on this team, and the managerial change needed to happen, but we're not going to turn into some sort of super team or some juggernaut or all of a sudden fix everything that ailed us just by getting rid of Tim Mulqueen. Um you know, we didn't go up. To, we didn't blow a 2-0 lead tonight. So that's certainly uh, you could put if you were, if you wanted to look for the positive in things, you could put that in the positive column. Um, but truth be told, and this isn't really news to anybody, I don't think. Louisville City is just in another universe of quality than 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 our boys in blue are. That's just a fact. I mean, they've been a team since 2015. They've never not gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've gone to three straight ML, uh, USL championships, two of which they've won. They just opened up the best stadium in the league. Uh, they're bringing in an NWSL team next year. Like everything that everybody wants for their club, like they are, they do everything right. They're like Atlanta United on a smaller scale, but they've been around longer. 
I mean, because until the uh, firing of Frank DeBoer, it felt like everything Atlanta United did turned to gold. And that's pretty much what it feels like here in Louisville. And they are very, very proud of the stadium and the team they put on the field, and they have every right to be. Because this, guys, I'm going to tell you what, this stadium is next level. I would say my, my experience in soccer-specific stadium countries, in soccer-specific stadiums in this country is severely limited, but... Uh, read that to mean this is the only one I've been to, and at my and the stadium at Mike Rose, but I don't know that we're going to count that. Um, this is uh, this is a world class facility. There's no two ways about that. Um, there's not a whole lot to be said about the game. I'm just going to touch. I mean, I've already touched on that a little bit, but you know, 901 FC goes down 2-0. Expected um, after that second goal, which by the way, I think just about every single goal Louisville City scored tonight was just an absolute. There was something about it. That was just awesome and amazing that should be on highlight reels somewhere, somehow. Uh, the first goal was a great cross and a lovely sliding finish. The second goal was a great cutback and a curling shot into the far net. There was somebody backheeled a goal from six yards out. It was, I mean, it's just every, time, every new Louisville goal was a little bit more awesome than the last Louisville goal. Um... I will give credit to 901 FC because after that second goal, a lot of heads were down and... The, I, I was I was mentioned to the folks in the press box. I was like, uh, guys, this 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 might get ugly. Now it did end up getting ugly, um, but it took the whole game for it to get ugly. It didn't turn into a it it wasn't 4-0 at the half. It wasn't Brazil Germany from 2014. Uh, so the fact that they hung around a little bit against a one of the best teams in the league, I think is I mean that's I mean 4-1 sucks. There's no two ways about that. I'm not going to try and tell you, oh, I think we were the better team for large stretches. No, you guys know how I feel about that. Um, but they, they clawed back. They pulled a goal back right before the half, which was uh, which was a nice little uh, poacher's goal from Cal Jennings. Stuck with it. Marsh Brown was, did well to recognize he was offside when the ball came in. Didn't try to play it. Came back onside, got the ball, crossed it in. Cal Jennings pokes it home. And then it was it was fairly even for... The rest of the half, the remaining three minutes of the half, and then even for a little bit in the second half, and then the quality just took over for Louisville. I mean, when you bring in a guy who is uh, who scored the game-winning goal in a USL championship a couple years ago off your bench with 10 minutes to go in the game, uh, you you are quite loaded and quite stacked. And you've got a former USU 23 coach, a former MLS coach managing your team, and John Hackworth. You've got... Uh, that's just there. There's no Memphis at this moment in time cannot match something like that. There's that just not realistic to expect that. And so four one, I feel like is kind of a, is a is an expected and a and a true and fair scoreline. I would say. Now, what I do want to spend a little bit more time talking about is the stadium itself and just kind of my experience here. They were nice enough. Uh, Jonathan Lintner was prompt in his uh, emails back and forth, so I just I do want to say thank you to Jonathan Lintner, to Louisville City, to our old pal Kevin Kernan, who was the uh, public relations guy with Memphis 901 FC for the f first game this season. And then COVID happened and a lot of changes, and he decided to come back to Louisville, which is understandable. But shout out to him. We got to talk to him and and uh, and and reminisce about the the indie game this year. So that was kind of fun. But thanks to those guys for having me. 
and uh, taking care of me. That was, uh, I appreciate that for letting them, letting me come up here and do that. And they said, I think they said, and maybe in an in, in email chain somewhere, is they don't usually have visiting media come in too often, which is also the case for us in Memphis. Uh, truth be told, the only, only two times I've seen visiting media come in were when we played Nashville at home last year, and they brought 35 people. Not really, it was probably about eight. Um, and I remember they took my, they took my man John Varlis's spot in the press box at AutoZone Park, and he got there and he said, oh, they took my spot. I said, yeah, I told you that. What do you think I was kidding? Um, but they had eight people doing the job of one person, which was very bizarre. Um, I guess when you've got that extra MLS money flowing around, uh, you can have that many extra superfluous people. But then last year, the regular season finale against Louisville City, they sent their PR guy, who at the time was Howie Lindsey. He came down uh, for the Louisville-Memphis 9-1 game last October. And so um, it's not uncommon for visiting media not to go on these trips. Uh, but I think it's funny that the first time I go on the road is to the place where to cover a team who is the one of two people to send their PR guy to Memphis. Um, I did a very bad job of stringing that together, but I'm tired, it's crank, I'm cranky, it's, it's been kind of a long weekend. But this stadium is, is quality, and you guys, I love AutoZone Park. AutoZone Park is, is, a, is a fantastic facility, it's one of the best baseball stadiums in the country, but that's the problem, it's a baseball stadium, it's not a soccer stadium. And the grounds crew, they do what they can, and so this year, they've done a very good job. It certainly helps that you don't have baseball going on every day when soccer's not going on. Um, but there's really so far only been one game where you've looked at the field and gone, ooh, good grief. Um, and that wasn't the case last year, but everything here at Lynn Family Stadium is is top-notch. Um, aesthetically, the stadium that it reminds me the most of is the Earthquake Stadium in San Jose, uh, formerly known as Avaya Stadium. I don't know what the new corporate sponsor name of that is, but that's where the San Jose Earthquakes play. And aesthetically, it, it is very reminiscent of that, what with the uh, the small mini section and the lower small bowl of seats, and then most of the seating is very steep. Uh, God, trying to get up the stairs to and from the press box more than once was rough. My God, the stairs were steep. I was like, oh, even though I've been back refereeing a tournament last weekend, I am still not in stair shape. Um, also come to find out there was a woman, the woman who was in charge of the elevator to and from the press box is from Olive Branch. How about that? What a small world. But, uh, there, you know, a lot of, there is a roof over the majority of the seats. It's kind of an upward arching roof, but uh, a roof nonetheless, so that if you've got seats in the top of the stadium and it starts raining, you're going to be lucky, you're going to be glad that you've got those seats. Uh, there is at the, it's, the stadium is almost in the shape of a U. And at the open end of the U is the big scoreboard jumbotron with a bar right underneath it, very similar to what the earthquakes have in San Jose. Um, so that's super cool. Uh, a lot of the concession stands obviously were closed here, similar to the way it is at AutoZone Park, what with and it's cash only, which annoys the hell out of me. And you guys already know that we're not going to go back down that road. Um, quality stadium, guys. Um, the the site it this. Even having moved from the press box that I was on park to the bow tie bar, the sight is the sight lines are much better and the angles are much better. But this is you're at midfield in a true soccer stadium. That's very that's that cannot be overstated how much better how much better the visual was. Uh, the supporters section, um, the capacity was thirty percent tonight, I believe, and they uh, they announced the attendance at forty nine hundred right on the dot. 
quite impressive. And guys, I'm gonna tell you what, they brought the noise up here. 4,900 people, you could feel when the goal was scored, the press box start to vibrate a little bit. And when this thing is full to, I think it's 11,000 and they have the capacity to expand to 14,000. If you get 14,000 people in this place and it's an intense game and a little scoring, that press box is, you better make sure it's bolted down tightly because there's going to be a lot of vibration, a lot of moving and shaking. Um, which is great. That's one thing that makes soccer so special. It's just the, I love fan reactions. Like when the, like if I don't have a dog in the fight, I'm more than likely pulling for the home team just because I like to see wild and crazy crowd reactions, the camera shake, the stand shake, that sort of thing. And I think eventually once, it, hopefully if COVID passes at some point, we'll get that here. And there's been times that AutoZone, there were times that AutoZone Park, the season opener against Indy last year when we had the largest crowd in 901 FC history and Memphis was up 2-0. The place was rocking and rolling. Um, but just uh, great sight lines in the press box. They had plenty of, uh, uh, they gave us, which I thought was super cool, they gave us Louisville City bucks. They gave me house cash. It was 15 bucks, and I could go, I couldn't redeem it on bourbon, which is fine, because I don't, I'm not trying to go the Harry Carey route and be obliterated drunk while covering the game. Uh, I haven't been doing it long enough to get away with it the way Harry Carey did, so, so I was fine with not being able to redeem it for bourbon, and then I think you couldn't redeem it at their specific ice cream stand, which I believe was called Earlers, where my dad's sister used to work way back in the day, like way back in the 70s. Uh, so I guess that's because that's just like Earlers gets the money from that. That's not just Lynn Family Stadium doing the ice cream. That's an outside company and they get the money for that. So you couldn't redeem your Louisville City Bucks there. But got a couple of Gatorades. Wasn't really hungry. Didn't look too thoroughly at the food options. Uh, but that was cool that I got a little bit of walking around money to, to buy stuff. And I got a parking pass. I don't even get to, I don't even, I have to pay for parking when I go downtown to 901 games. So to travel six hours from home and not have to pay to park, what well, I thought was, was fabulous. And then uh, the, the coup de grace of the traveling experience was uh, running into a couple of uh, Memphis 901 FC fans. And I put them up on, took their, met, met them at halftime, put their picture up, and uh, after the game, caught up with them and interviewed them, and you're going to hear that now. All right, so we're over here just right outside the gate here at Lynn Family Stadium under the big giant scoreboard with the bar. I'm here with, uh, found a couple of traveling fans that came up from some here with Matt and Wes. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, doing well, thanks. Oh, pretty well, thanks. At, uh, so that was just, I just happened to be scrolling through Twitter and I saw the official 901FC account retweet something saying, hey, we're up here in this section watching the game. I was like, hey, that's the Louisville section. That, that's at uh, Lynn Stadium. I'm like, oh, that's right down the road for me. So I came over and said, how'd you guys end up uh, making it up here tonight? Well, I mean, we're both season ticket holders, and we think it's very important to not only just watch them at home in Memphis, but also go travel and support the team in other cities. And we looked at the schedule and thought it was a great time to uh, go visit the team and support them, and we're happy to be here. So what do you think about the about the, the digs here? This is uh, no disrespect to AutoZone Park. You guys know we're all, we all love AutoZone Park. It's a, it's a great facility, but this is, this is, the, this is it, right? Well, I mean, this is something you aspire to walk into every day, you know, every match that we have. I mean, their stadium is fantastic. Um, it's made for soccer, and we know we're going to get there one day. But, you know, seeing the level of play and, you know, we wish we had something like that. But, we, you know, we're Redbirds fans. We love AutoZone Park, too, and uh, it's great. But 
Any fan that likes soccer, especially the USL, should come out here and watch Memphis Dynamo FC play Louisville because uh, they'll understand. One thing I've been trying to do, I've been trying to turn this into a, uh, if you guys have been in Memphis a while or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know Memphis and Louisville and basketball back in the day used to be the bee's knees, and I'm trying to make that happen for soccer. It's kind of hard when they beat us every time we play them. But uh, so what were your thoughts on the on, on the game tonight? What did you what did you like? What did you? I mean, obviously we lost, so you didn't like that. But uh, you, you know, with coaching change, middle of the week, um, you know, what what did you guys think about that? Like Wes said, it's a great stadium, and as far as getting a new coach in or an interim coach, it was kind of you were kind of hoping that when you see coaches leave that the players pick it up a notch which they kind of did but I think they knew who they were playing perhaps so that might have dissuaded them a little bit but it was good to see them on the road yeah one one of the things that uh, some of somebody were asked of me during the game is said like the question was how much of this is on Ben Perman I'm like guys it's I don't think I don't think you can put this well, on him this is I mean no, no offense, not I want to see, but Louisville is in a vastly different class oh, on the yep, field. Definitely. Well, well, first, happy birthday to the coach. But you know, oh, happy, yes, yes, happy birthday, coach. But, but also, I mean, like you know, there's a lot of discussion about who our new coach should be. But that's, I don't even think that's the right discussion. I think the right discussion is what are we gonna, what's the plan for the team? I mean, the coach is one thing, but there's a lot of things that the team needs to work on. I mean, um, you know, you see shines of brilliance where we attack, you know, but it's not. 90 minutes and we have to work hard. I mean, look at the last two matches with North Carolina. I mean, going up 2-0 and then, you know, we obviously won 1-3-2 but then lost the other 3-2. I mean, we have to play for 90 minutes and more. Until we do that, you know, it's going to be very tough to compete against teams like Louisville who are in another level. One thing that I noticed, I wonder if, if maybe y'all picked up on this as well, was uh, it looked like it was going to get ugly there kind of in the first half. I mean, it ended up getting ugly. But, you know, when it went to 2-0, everybody's heads just went down. And I was surprised and a little bit pleased with the fact that they, they came back and they looked good for about the last 5-10 minutes of that first half and got one back. They did keep it very respectable there at the end of the first half. That was a great goal by Jennings. Yeah, you know, I mean, just a good garbage pickup goal, you know, deflection bouncing around in the box there so well that's what we need i mean if we're down 2-0 it's not over i mean you gotta keep you know yeah, this, i think this yeah. team has shown that it's not over when it's that when yep. you're down 2-0 that's right yeah yeah for sure i mean and that's great and we got to keep doing that over and over and you know hopefully that'll continue to happen as the team builds up and tries to get better um but you know 30 seconds is great but we need 90 minutes and obviously, Cal Jennings got to go. That's a guy that we got to. Oh, you, you, that's yeah. that's one we got to keep our hands on him at all costs, right? I think so, and I think he he shows great hustle there in the box, and I just think that he needs a little bit more encouragement, maybe, to go. You know, I think if we get a full ninety minutes out of him, you know, in the future, hopefully, we see that. So. Yeah, I mean, when he's on the field, things happen, and that's what we need. And, uh, the, you know, I think the more, like you said, Matt, the more playing time he gets, uh, the better we'll be, too. I mean, you know, things happen. Uh, more hustle, uh, but, you know, we got to have the rest of the team support, too. I mean, you know, we can't have somebody attacking alone, you know, against the goal. We need the you know, entire team to push up and do that. And uh, the more hustle we have, the better we'll be. Is this the first road game you all have guys have gone to? 
No, I've actually uh, went last year to uh, St. Pete to watch uh, 901FC play the Rowdies. Oh, uh, nice. That's a, that's an interesting looking stadium they've got down yeah, there. Yeah, I think we sweated to death. Um, oh, but uh, but also, you know, unfortunately, we also got uh, pretty beat up in that game, too. Uh, well, that's what the Rowdies did. They just beat you up. They just kicked the crap out of you. That's, <laughs> their, that's their thing. Yeah, that match was tough. Um, but also, once again, I mean, you know, you have to go support the team. I mean, yeah. like, you can't just stay in Memphis. Um, in order for us to get better, we've got to go on the road, whether it's St. Pete or whether it's Louisville or wherever they go it's very important for the team to go out there and see us in the stands and you know whether we get tickets that are up in the nosebleeds or down below I mean they can see our jerseys they can hear us cheer I mean so it's very important for us to come out and support the team whenever we can and to be clear the nosebleeds here are in fact almost quite nosebleeds as compared to somewhere else like AutoZone <laughs> Park or maybe Birmingham that plays a basically a rec complex uh, but is this is this a place you guys are going to come you guys going to maybe come back uh, assuming oh. that fans are eventually allowed in the stadiums in bigger I mean, and better numbers absolutely Definitely. i mean yeah i mean tickets weren't even on sale you know to the public for these so you have to get these from season ticket holders and we we uh checked in on the uh, oh Louis you get you gamed the system well no nah, actually I dig it. We, we came into the louisville respect <laughs> respect the hustle <laughs> respect the hustle well actually we joined the louisville fc uh supporter fans uh, facebook group and they can see we're from memphis they want to see it and some people can't make it and uh, you know we purchased the tickets from it, which is fantastic. They want them, they want us to enjoy the game much as them. And if they come to Memphis, we'll probably do the same thing. Well, I hope so. And uh, so that's just part of the deal. Louisville's a great city oh, to visit absolutely. too. Yeah. They've got, if you like beer, definitely bourbon. You know, they've got it all. So it's a, definitely a good place to visit. Yeah. And so how many, uh, how many curious glances or side eyes or just outright befuddlement did you get from Louisville fans walking around seeing somebody in uh, 901 FC gear? So your jersey matched what the team wore out there tonight with the, with the white with the yeah, Terminators on it. Yeah, but you know, be honest with you, like, I, as soon as we walked into the stadium, you know, they did double takes, but it wasn't like they didn't want us here. They were just surprised that people would come, especially during COVID-19, I mean, the times they were doing and whatnot. But the safety procedures here were awesome. People were kept social distanced. And they were just, you know, like, great, hey, awesome, glad you're here to support the team. And, you know, you hope in the day and age when we get better that we don't get those surprise looks, that they expect us to be here, they expect us to travel. And, you know, you got to start somewhere, and hopefully we helped out that uh, perception. So obviously we all wish we could have a stadium like this, and uh, that's certainly not possible here in the near future. The fingers are crossed that someday it'll happen. Um, but. If there were one or two small things that you could take from what they do here that you would like to see at AutoZone Park, like for example, just right here behind us where we're standing right out front of the gate, they've got a little turf field where you can play some pickup games. So I think it's closed right now probably because of COVID, but uh, but that looks like something that on a game day, like on a Saturday, if you wanted to be out here all day just playing some pickup soccer on this little turf field. They've got the turf field, like you said, and then their supporter sections. They've got actually two supporter sections, one behind each goal and it's standing room. So they don't have seats. It's where you're leaning up on bars or whatever. And I saw some fans sitting at halftime on the concrete, but they had their drums going and the standing section would be really nice to see for a future 901 FC stadium. All right, and uh, I guess we're just gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Do y'all have any, uh, any anything you wanna throw out for anybody? You on, uh, got a Twitter follow or something like that? No, I mean, honestly, I would just like to thank everybody to still continue to follow the team. I know it's been some tumultuous times with a lot of change with the coach and the players and whatnot. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, try to look at the schedule and find out when you can support the team in other places. Uh, you know, get in the car for those that travel, whether it's 
you know, St. Louis or Louisville or anywhere that's you can. I mean, because the, they notice. They know what's going on in the stands. And uh, we loved hearing some of the other pockets of Memphis fans that were here tonight cheering and whatnot. So uh, take a note every time that you see an away game, how far is it? If you can do it, support the team. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's all I got for you guys. Just thanks for coming out and taking time to do this. Uh, I like to tout myself as a man of the people, and I can't really be <laughs> a man of the people if I'm not with the people. So thanks for taking time to do this, and uh, go 9-on-1. Yeah. Let's go, boys in blue. Yeah. And again, just thanks to Matt and Wes for, for taking time to sit down and talk to me. I like to be a man of the people, and I can't very well be a man of the people if I'm not amongst the people on a regular basis. So that was super cool of them to, to A, come up and you know travel six hours from Memphis to, to watch a team that's, quite frankly, not good. Um, and I think that's what makes uh, 901 FC fans so special, is the fact that they're willing to drive six hours to across two states to go support the team. It certainly didn't hurt that Louisville's a great city, uh, very cool, a lot of, lot of bars, a lot of bourbon, a lot of beer. Uh, not that I'm a beer guy, but I know a lot of soccer fans are. And uh, a, a world-class quality stadium. And thanks again to them for taking time out to, to just sit and, and talk with me. I don't, uh, I'm not I'm not much of a trendsetter, but I like to be able to, to talk to people. And, you know, I'm sure you guys get tired of listening to me just ramble into, and ramble into this. So to hear some other voices and get some other perspectives, I'm sure uh, folks out there appreciate. So thanks to them for taking their time after the game to, to sit down and talk with me for about 10 minutes. That was cool of them. Uh, but that's going to be it. Uh, I'm uh, tired and cranky and want to go home and eat hot dogs and make s'mores, which is allegedly the plan. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, but thanks for listening. This has been a special road edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. Find me on Twitter at LDoc93. Find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901SoccerPod. Find us on Facebook, 901Soccer. And I think the next home game at AutoZone Park is Wednesday, so hopefully I will have a recording to go uh, after that one. See you then. <laughs>